Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Joseph? Joe's not here. Joe's on vacation. You're stuck with Sean Ross Sapp for the next hour or so. I promise, one of these days we're going to return to our 90-minute format. But uh, with one person talking, it'll be a little bit abbreviated. Uh, I know some of you have noticed, backgrounds back to the old way. I like it like this. It's more, more welcoming. It's brighter. It's nicer. I don't have to have that... Damn face light beaming at me like I'm being interrogated. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. Going to take your questions. Uh, immediately out of the gate, Ole Samuel Ole says, That Chael Sun and Underground 7 show was weird. Yeah, we ran that on Fightful.com. So we'll talk about that. Talk about some of the fallout of UFC Glendale. We're going to preview UFC Atlantic City. We have pros picks. Kevin Lee joins us. We're going to talk about this PFL format. Kimbo Jr. facing Dada's teammate what Kim a baby slice rather not Kimbo Jr. I I called him Kimbo Jr. in the description so I would be able to kind of approach that now if you all missed my UFC Glendale post-show wrap-up it is available over at Fightful.com this show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com if you like these podcasts head over to FightfulSelect.com you can support Fightful.com and get exclusive uh, content over there as well all the other things that you've come to know and love on Fightful.com, absolutely free. But get in those questions today, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about it. UFC Glendale. 
Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier put on a great fight. I, I spoke at length about how Justin Gaethje doesn't have maybe the best defense in the world, but his offense kind of is what his defense is because he he breaks your will, and he almost broke the will of Dustin Poirier. Or at least it looked that way. That fight was something special. We see what Dustin Poirier's leg looks like today. I wish I would have queued up a picture, but I wasn't able to. And I think that if Conor McGregor isn't done dicking around or getting arrested and Tony Ferguson is nowhere near being healthy because he just got surgery, I think Habib and Dustin Poirier is the way to go. Now, do they want to risk a Habib-Dustin Poirier fight and maybe Dustin Poirier winning? I doubt it, especially considering that Conor versus Habib is the big money fight. And the the way that it's it's all set up is... I don't think there's a lot of money in a Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier rematch because Conor McGregor beat the brakes off of it, off of uh, Dustin Poirier. And Poirier does have a lot of advantages on the feet. If you saw the way that Habib Nurmagomedov was striking, the volume was okay, that was interesting, but it just wasn't, it wasn't something that, that leads me to believe that those concerns are gone. I, I've spoken about these concerns about Habib Nurmagomedov since his fight with Michael Johnson, where he got clipped against Michael Johnson, however, he managed to uh, stand. He managed to do just fine against Edson Barboza. Really, really broke down Edson Barboza. However, I wonder the situation that will occur if uh, uh, Dustin Poirier connects. And the the issue with Habib isn't that he takes you down and he smothers you and you can't get up. All kinds of people get up. It's a matter of. Uh, can you be resilient enough to battle back when he takes you down 10 times in a single fight? However, keeping your chin up, moving backwards like that, I don't know if that's the way to succeed against Dustin Poirier. But then again, I thought that against Edson Barbosa too, and Habib did fine. So, Dustin Poirier said that Eddie Alvarez has turned down a rematch four or five times. I, you know, I, a lot of people were saying, oh, get Eddie Alvarez back in there, rematch, and Eddie Alvarez, maybe he deserves a title shot. What? What world are you all living in where Eddie Alvarez even belongs in this fight again? Eddie Alvarez has one win in the last, in his last, uh, what, two years now or a couple years? He's won one of his last three fights. He doesn't belong there, in my estimation. Poirier is a step away from a title shot. I don't think Alvarez is, despite the fact that he and Poirier went to a no contest. It was just, it was a good fight. I just don't, I don't quite like that matchup. Poirier deserves tip, tip, top. And, you know, Alvarez is ranked up there. So, so maybe, ah, I just hate the idea of, of that. I don't hate the idea of the fight because the fight would be outstanding. The fight would be wonderful. I just think that Dustin Poirier has put in a lot of work and uh, he fought a couple times since then. He beat Gaethje and Pettis and I think that that goes uh, a little bit longer than Alvarez just fighting Gaethje. Now maybe that's me overvaluing Dustin Poirier, but even before that, Alvarez had his title shot and lo- or had his title defense and lost it against Conor McGregor. Uh, the par- perhaps the most interesting thing that I saw come out of this weekend was Justin Gaethje said he only has five fights left. I believe it. I believe it. Thirty-year-old man. It is uh, really kind of sad to hear that. Or he's twenty-nine. He'll be thirty this year. 
But he's fought 20 times already. He's had a lot of violent fights. He's had one fight go to decision since like 2013. And that was against Melvin Gillard. And man, Melvin Gillard, he'll put some pain on you if he if he takes you to decision. And I can't really remember how that fight played out. But we're talking about 2014 Melvin Gillard, not 2010 Melvin Gillard too. But he's fought guys like Brian Foster and Michael Johnson and Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier and even Dan Lozon and uh, Jay Z Cavalcante. So he's he's been in, he's had some wars. And he said, "If you want to see me fight, you better do it now because you'll regret it if you don't." And I would I would have to agree. I would have to agree. It would Justin Gaethje's a special kind of fighter. I said on the post show that. Justin Gaethje is one and two in the UFC, and if he were, if his contract were to have expired after this third fight, he could ask for more coming off of two losses than a lot of people could off of two wins. Because you know, if you're putting Justin Gaethje in this fight, it's going to be good. Everybody knew this fight with Poirier was going to be outstanding. They knew it was going to be special, and it was. And uh, he's he's putting a definitive end on his career, and we we've seen that a lot. Like we I remember Ed Soares always always used to say, Anderson Silva's going to retire when he's thirty five. That nah, didn't happen. Daniel Cormier has put a definitive end on his career. However, if he gets a Brock Lesnar fight, I get the feeling that goes out the window because he can put a, a definitive end on his career, but that doesn't mean he's dumb. He's still gonna. He's still going to do the right thing financially and facing Brock Lesnar. I would face Brock Lesnar. I'd get killed. But come on, financially? You've got to take one. you got to take one for the team. Interesting question uh, from Vinny Fernando. Is UFC loading up these Fox cards to help TV negotiations? Because Glendale and Atlantic City have way better cards than 224. So the, the viewership was garbage this week, which is kind of... I would say a little bit surprising to me. Poirier Gaethje, great main event, but not a lot of people know those guys. Oliver Condit, good fight. Uh, Israel Adesanya on paper is a good fight, but uh, Michelle Watterson versus Courtney Casey, awesome. A lot of people know who Michelle Watterson is. Even on the prelims, Moraga and Wilson Hayes, two guys that have fought uh, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Shoeface is a good one who probably isn't going to get over in this market. But Brad Tavares has been around for a while. He had a top 15 fight there as well. And a big knockout uh, in the Ricky Rainey Muslim fight. However, on Atlantic City, man, that show is real good. I can't wait to cover that show. But, yeah, I, I think that they're they're loading these shows up a bit. So you kind of can't gain buzz. MMA is in a real down period right now, guys. And as Kyler, our social media guy, just pointed out, NBA playoffs were on this weekend. It's going to be a tough sell right now because the NBA, I could think of maybe one period ever where it was more more it was hotter. And Twitter's a big part of that, man. NBA is all over my Twitter. And uh, battling the NBA right now with the star power that the NBA has, that's tough. That's really tough. NBA transcends an awful lot and is is really huge. So yeah, I think that that's that that's an unfortunate thing. I saw a guy on Twitter joke and say, "Oh, people in the media like making jokes that they're they're going to lose their jobs and stuff." And I'm like, "Man, that's such a shitty thing to do. I'm safe. My bread's buttered with pro wrestling, but that's such a horrible thing to do and say and probably why that person isn't working in uh media full-time anymore because they are 
an insufferable jerk. Just really, really lame. And MMA is in a down period. It's undoubtedly in a down period. Ronda Rousey's gone. John Jones is... We don't know what's going on with John Jones. Conor McGregor, you don't know what's going on with him. There is no big marquee star right now. GSP didn't hang around. What is there right now? I mean, there's Cormier and Stipe in, in July, and I will be there with bells on. You better believe I'll be there with bells on. But until then, there's not a lot. And like I said, NBA stiff competition, stiffer competition than a lot of people would uh, love, would like to admit. And the demographics really, really match up, especially today. Like, NBA just has that. Teenage and 18 to 34 just, bam, has it. But yeah, I do think they're they're adding some more to these cards so they can get a better deal. And there was a rumored deal last week that I won't go into because it was hardly verified in any way. But yeah, I do. I do think that that was the situation that, that we were seeing there. Also, uh, Carlos Condit lost to Alex Oliveira. I picked Alex Oliveira to win this fight even on short notice. Bad matchup for Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit has done nothing to show me that he could win recently. So, had to go with Oliveira. Now, a lot of people immediately said, Condit needs to retire, Condit needs to retire. And he had molded over before. And in that sense, you know, you could say that. He turns 34 in like a week and a half, but... He's he's two and I think seven in his last nine since the Nick Diaz fight. He's two and seven. I don't think he should retire. He has been TKO'd one time. That was a knee injury. He has not been pounded into the mat. He's been submitted a couple times. Went to a few decisions. If I were him, I would stick around. I would keep fighting. I would make that. I think he makes. 115 to show, then he's probably getting 2030 at a Reebok. So he's getting at least before taxes and payoffs and all that stuff. He's getting at least oh, 135, $140,000. Now, should he get more than that? Yeah, he could uh, get more than that for sure. But also, Bellator would probably pay him 175 just to show and fight on Paramount. And he might get 200 flat to fight for them. And in that welterweight division, could you imagine Carlos Condit against uh, Paul Daly? Well, Paul Daly doesn't want to fight there anymore. Carlos Condit and MVP. It's a hell of a fight. MVP's only got like one fight left. Hot dog. What a mess. Yeah, I don't think he should retire. I think that Carlos Condit is okay where he is now. He's not winning, but until the UFC forces his hand, let him fight there. Israel Adesanya. This is all I have to show you about Israel Adesanya. Uh, I just uh, Kevin in his last fight Ooh, is a B oh fuck oh Jesus Christ I'm going to back up real quick I was about to <laughs> yeah uh, let me see uh, that's why we saw the kind of performance we did out of Israel Adesanya the bees were after him come on bees I had to isolate that clip from uh, James Lynch's <laughs> Pro picks. <laughs> I saw that. I could watch through all these. Like when I do my job, I watch like 24 hours of MMA and pro wrestling a week before I'm even on screen. So then I got to watch all of James Lynch's interviews, and he's got probably an hour's worth of interviews for FightfulMMA.com. Check him out. But 
I came across that one. And I thought, you know, I really have to use that. <laughs> I really need to use that one. Uh, John Moraga's resurgence, that is something that, that has really impressed me because I thought he was done for. He lost three in a row, and the UFC hung on to him because he contended for a title at one point, and they like to hold on people to people that do that a little bit longer. But he came back and he beat Wilson Hayes. Wilson Hayes, I thought, had a couple of chances to submit him and didn't do it. But the, the resurgence of John Moraga is something to behold because... He is back there as a legit contender at 125. Will he beat Mighty Mouse? Hell no, he won't beat Mighty Mouse. But he is keeping himself relevant, keeping uh, keeping himself employed. So I wanted to touch on that and mention that as well. Uh, Shoe Face Mania. Get this guy a top 10 fight. I mentioned that he and Brad Tavares both deserve bigger fights, but not with each other. Because one can't make a name off of the other, but one could make a name off of somebody else. We have like Machida and Belfort coming up soon, but if one of those guys decides to fight again, I would love to see either one of these two against one of those. I, I, I said this on the show too. I wouldn't love to see Machida against anybody. I don't like watching the guy fight. But Antonio Carlos Jr., Shoeface, three straight submission wins, four out of five submission wins. He's won five straight fights. He is, oh, let's see here. Out of, I think, 13 fights in UFC and Tough, he's only lost twice. You gotta, you have to take notice of that. At some point, you have to take notice of that. Now, he has vulnerabilities as well. Um, so, I, I, you know, he, he may get exposed by a Vitor Belfort, even with his hand speed decreased at this age. Vitor's hand speed's still pretty good. But you never know if Vitor's really going to have his last fight or not. Because if, if Vitor smokes a guy, if Vitor smokes Leota Machida, do you really think he's going to hang it up? Because I don't. I don't at all. We'll talk more about that as, as it gets closer. But Omo plot to finish. Man, that's, that's kind of embarrassing. For Aryan Buller, I'm sure it's embarrassing. A guy with the wrestling background that he has... So that move for pro wrestling fans, as I mentioned, it is the yes lock without a crossface. The reason the crossface doesn't really work uh, in MMA from that spot is because when you sit out, it means, okay, you're face down, you sit out, you sit up, and you pull your hips away from the opponent. That alleviates the pressure of a crossface. Uh, what Wycheck did instead for the yes log, I'm telling this to, to pro wrestling fans, he blocks the hip. He reaches around after he after he threads that leg. He reaches around and he blocks the hip. The reason why he had his arm cradled around Aryan Buller is so Aryan Buller wouldn't either sit out or roll through. Because you roll through, you scramble, and you end up in somebody's guard. But what Wycheck did is he blocked the hip. Aryan Buller couldn't, um, couldn't roll through. And then Wycheck just flattened Bullar's hips. And sunk it in. On Twitter, I accidentally said that he flattered Bular. <laughs> like what he has said. <laughs> he flattered Bular. That's a beautiful natural musk you have. Let me sink in this omoplata. And Bular's like, you know what? I am sufficiently flattered. Here you go. Hell of a submission. Got submission of the night. So that was that was a pretty pretty nice highlight. We've got UFC Atlantic City. 
coming up. And that card's really good. I'll be here Saturday night after the show. I'll be chatting it up. I'll be talking to you all, taking your questions. But James Lynch, our boy over at Fightful.com, Mr. Exclusive. I'm talking Jim Carrey in, what is it, Bruce Almighty style, Mr. Exclusive. James Lynch spoke to Kevin Lee ahead of the fight. No easy fights in the lightweight division, man. You got another tough fight here in Edson Barbosa. Great matchup, but he's got the 19-5 and record. How do you feel like you match up against him? I feel like it's a good fight. I said it from the beginning. You know, I had a lot of options in this, and Edson was, was right up there with the top of them. Uh, I, I feel like Edson was the best option because he, he was the toughest fight. Uh, I mean, Edson's hands down been the best striker in lightweight uh, for years now. You know, the only one other one you could say was Anthony Pettis, and he beat Anthony pretty pretty decisively. So, I mean, it, it's the best striker in the division. It's it's the it's the the biggest challenge out there for me. And the folks know I love a challenge. I'm not one of these guys that kind of sit back and just look for the money fight or, or look for an easy fight and get an easy win or try and try and rebuild my confidence. I want to hop right back in there with the shark. And that's just, and that's is up there. And I feel like my style matches up really good against him. Uh, and I'm, uh, he's he's the type of guy that I'm gonna be able to show off some new some new things in my game. And I I, I promise the folks a brand new uh, Motown phenom when I come back, and that's what I'm gonna give to him. Do you feel like the fight he had with Khabib? Do you feel like maybe heading into this one you're catching him at a good time? Just because that was a pretty big beatdown. I mean, a lot of guys wouldn't have survived that. That's true, and I mean he didn't take a lot of a lot of time off after that. But Edson's been around the game for a long time. You know, he's got a lot of fights. So I'm looking at it. He was doing good in that fight. You know, Khabib, Khabib just kind of charged for it. Khabib just kind of tanked him over. Uh, I mean, you got to give it to Khabib for, for doing his job. But, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to – there's two ways that that can play out. It can either make Edson, Edson go into a shell or it could really – you know, his next fight can be the big standout. And, I, and I'm either one of those is a win-win for me. You know, if it's a big standout for him, if he's trying to make a statement, then we're going to put on a great fight for the fans. If not, then I'm a run. I'm a run his ass over way, way more than a Russian tank. I'll tell you that <laughs> for sure. We um, built American over here. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm from, I'm from the D, <laughs> and I'm gonna get the job done. I'm gonna whoop this boy's ass. That's why I took the fight. When as soon as they offered it to me, uh, my face kind of lit up because it's a big challenge. But I'm gonna whoop that boy ass. Tell you. I heard you uh, ran into Michael Chess at the Performance Institute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen Mike around here a couple of times. I ran into him this morning. I got done training. Uh, as I'm training, he's walking back by and, 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 and tries to flip me off. He's flipping you All off. I, I know. That's I what wait. he told me. <laughs> I, I wave to him. I wave to his girl behind him. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what the dude's butthurt about. You know, I seen him at the fights the other day. He's still butthurt. He won't look me in the eyes. Uh, it's a weird situation. He's a weird dude. Uh, but what can I do? You can see that full interview on our YouTube. We are republishing the story on Fightful.com this week. Sometimes James Lynch gets these interviews a month or two ahead of the fight, so we do an article then, and then we republish it the week of the fight. He also has interviews with Chase Sherman, Justin Willis, uh, just all kinds of guys, Corey Anderson, lots of people, Tony Martin, lots of people <laughs> that are on this show. Tony Martin versus Nakamura, that's a nice fight on the prelims. Leslie Smith versus Aspen Ladd on these uh, UFC fight pass prelims. That is a sneaky top 15 fight. Like, a lot of people don't realize that this is a top 15 fight because the division, the flyweight division, is so new that it's just kind of like, or th that everything's under the radar. Or I think it is, at least. Or no, it's it's a women's bantamweight 
uh, top 10 fight because a lot of women have kind of fallen out of those those divisions. And now you have Leslie Smith, number nine, Aspen Ladd, number 10. So that's that's going to be interesting because I think this is a really good test for Aspen Ladd. The UFC clearly thinks a lot of Aspen Ladd. And she beat Lena Landsberg in her debut. But uh, facing Leslie Smith is a nice test, a good veteran. Also, they don't like Leslie Smith, I would imagine. And Leslie Smith has won three of her last four. She lost to Cyborg, but she beat Irene Aldana and just derailed that hype train and won against Lamos last year. It's good to see Leslie Smith active because she missed about a year and a half, and I wondered if she was going to come back because sometimes you're, you're mid-30s, you wonder if, if that, that's the right career path anymore. Not only has Leslie Smith returned, uh, and she returned a couple of years ago in 2016, and uh, re- realized it was the right career path. But she's doing a lot of great things with Project Spearhead, uh, trying to get fighters to either unionize or associate or to do some sort of collective bargaining agreement. So Leslie Smith against Aspen Ladd. You know, I'm probably going to go Leslie Smith here, but if Aspen Ladd were to overcome, I wouldn't be surprised. However, this if Aspen Ladd wins, that's a big one for her. That is a big one. A fight or two later, and UFC may thrust her right into the, the fire, so to speak. Corey Anderson, Patrick Cummins. Uh, Corey Anderson has wanted this fight for a very long time. Patrick Cummins called out uh, Corey Anderson after one of his fights, and the 28-year-old Corey Anderson is now at a, at a crossroads in his career. Anderson started off his UFC career 6-1. and one. And, I mean, he was beating guys like Blahovich, Fabio Maldonado, Tom Lawler, real tough sons of bitches, you know. But over the past couple years, he lost to, to Shogun, that split decision. Questionable. I remember that fight. He beat Sean O'Connell, and then he's been knocked out by Manawa and OSP. He was supposed to fight Cummins last year, but it didn't work out, and uh, OSP stepped in. Now, you know the drill on Pat Cummins. He works on his striking, but if he gets hit, that can be an issue. Not as much as it used to be, though. Uh, For a while, it seemed like every fight that Cummins was in, if he got hit, that was it. However, he's been hit by Velhovich, beat him. He's been hit by John Vellante, beat him. Also, he's taken some time off because it seemed like he was very, very active. He fought four times in his first year in the UFC, three times the next year, and since then has really slowed down. Once in 2016, twice in 2017, and hasn't fought this year yet. Pat Cummins has some real top-level wrestling. I'm talking NCAA Division I wrestling. Uh, great turns, great single legs, good power doubles. He's really good at switching, getting into side control. But that being said, Corey Anderson is not exactly a slouch. He has wrestled quite a bit as well. I mean, Ben Askren got him into wrestling. He's Division Three, but also he's got much better striking than a uh, Patrick Cummins does. Now, is it finish the fight striking? I don't know about that, but it is Patrick Cummins we're talking about. So I'm, I'm still going to go with Corey Anderson here. I think that light heavyweight carousel keeps going. And now we have Patrick Cummins who lost three of four and then won two straight against Corey Anderson who's lost three of four. Like it, it's kind of a weird booking, but I could see Corey Anderson winning this fight and I predict him to. And then it just like kind of slicing everything up. 
Also on this prelim, we have Bahad Zaro against Chagas, Ryan LaFlair, Alex Garcia's Bibilatov against Olka Sasaki. That is another top 15 fight. I think the Sasaki is incredibly overrated. I think Bibilatov is going to handle him. So there you go. There's my prediction for that one. Jim Miller, Dan Hooker. Jim Miller just still, still sticking around. And Dan Hooker is a guy that he wins, loses, wins, loses, wins, loses. But that's that's Jim Miller, too. So I don't know if they're trying to throw Dan Hooker into that. Because, that, you know, eventually Lozon, Diego Sanchez, Jim Miller, uh, all these guys are going to have to we're gonna have to hang it up. But Jim Miller, is he's lost three in a row. And they've, they've all went to decision. It's a, another situation where even though he's lost a lot over the last two or three years, Jim Miller... He isn't getting finished. He's not getting knocked out. He did by by uh, Donald Cerrone, but he hasn't. That's the only person that's ever knocked Jim Miller out. Ever. We're talking like forty fights. Only person that's ever knocked him out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think Dan Hooker's probably taking this, but uh, if if and he's going to bring the fight to Jim Miller too. I would expect this to be an exciting fight. I mean, they're throwing it on the Fox Sports One main card, which what differentiates that? I know they just want to have an even number of fights on each one so they can run hourly, but odd. Aljamain Sterling against Brett Johns. We have an interview with Brett Johns up on Fightful.com as well. This is a giant opportunity for Brett Johns. He fought former title challenger Joe Soto in December. And uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Joe Soto was, he was having a, quite a run before he ran into Brett Johns. He had beat Beal, Beltron, and Ronnie Yaya and kind of put him on the downslope again. But Johns, thus far, unbeaten. Aljamain Sterling was in this position just a little over two years ago. Uh, Aljamain Sterling was fresh off of wins over Eduardo and Mizugaki, and he got fed a big-name opponent in Brian Caraway, and he lost. And then he lost to a Sun South close fight. He's come back. He had a close fight, or he didn't have a close fight. He got knocked dead by Marlon Marias. 
And now he is seeing, uh, this is almost a reflection. Now he's looking at the prospect that he once was. He's trying to hang on to his top 10, top 15 spot. While Brett Johns is trying to knock him off. He's trying to be the Sterling to Sterling's Caraway. <laughs> I think Brett Johns takes it. I really do. Man, he he tapped out a guy in 30 seconds with a calf slicer. I'm not going to bet against him in his second fight. Not going to do it. David Branch, Tiago Santos. This, this is a good fight. This is a good fight. Um, Branch hasn't had the, the easiest go of it in the UFC. He ran into Luke Rockhold and had a terrible fight with Christoph Jotko. But uh, a guy who competed at middleweight and light heavyweight and defended titles in World Series of Fighting. I mean, he beat Paulo Filo and Yushin Okami and Jesse Taylor and Vinny Magalhaes. Like anybody they threw out in front of him, he fought, he beat. Uh, Tiago Santos is on, you could argue, one of the hottest streaks of his career because he had that four-fight winning streak in 2015 and 2016 where he beat Theodoru and Nate Marquardt as well. But he lost to Musashi and Eric Spicely and then over the past 14 months has just killed people. He knocked out Jack Marshman in the second round with a spinning heel kick. Beat Mearshart second round with those punches. Beat Hermanson in a minute or like at the last second of the first round, and then beat Anthony Smith in a fight of the night performance uh, just a couple months ago. David Branch doesn't really fight like that, and if if you give David Branch that that hole, he's going to take advantage. He'll 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 find something to thread, and then he'll tap you out. He started off as a, as a striker, but I mean, he really, really relies on his grappling now, he being David Branch. So I would look to see more of that out of David Branch in this fight. Chase Sherman, Justin Willis. Okay, Justin Willis is probably winning this. We have interviews with both over at Fightful.com. But it's heavyweight, man. It's really hard to say. Like, how could you... How... How can you make any type of educated opinion on this? No, neither man is overwhelmingly technical in their striking or their wrestling. Neither does anything that that really stands out to me in that regard. So that that's that's a fine co co main event, so to speak. Also, we have Frankie Edgar Cub Swanson. Bit of a weird rematch. Cub Swanson was even surprised that he got this rematch. Um, Frankie won. I remember with like four seconds left to go in the fight with a neck crank. But, I mean, they wanted to run it back. Why not? You're not going to hear me complain about a Frankie Edgar-Cub Swanson fight. Edgar has, he lost via uppercut to Brian Ortega, and he's got a lot of cage miles on him. 36 years old. He's fought 30, probably about 35 times, not to mention all the time in the cage. He's been, he's been at it for 13 years as a pro. Cub Swanson's been at it even longer, though. Cub Swanson debuted in 2004, and he's fought 35 times as well. And he's faced some some pretty nasty finishes, although he hasn't been knocked out recently. The only time he's been knocked out is, is against Jose Aldo. But he had, he faced some, some wars as well. <laughs> Three straight fight of the nights. Went fight of the night with, went five rounds with Jeremy Stevens. That can't be good for your health, but I think they expect this to be a fight that kind of pulls... Frankie Edgar back into some really, really exciting fights. Of course, he's had some good finishes 
like Yair Rodriguez and Chad Mendez. But right now, this is where Frankie Edgar is in his career, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Clive Boyce says, Connor beat Cub, didn't he? Uh, I don't believe the two fought. But anyway, enough what I think. What do the pros think? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go, well, Frankie Edgar's coming off of a big, uh, I think, a KO, right? A knockout. Yeah, man, that's kind of devastating, you know, because I, I, I've actually done some training with him and uh, out there, you know, with those guys in Jersey. Um, man, that's a, that's a good one. Coach Swanson is, always goes out there to put on a show. But I think uh, Edgar is a little bit more technical. He's not as wild. So I think Edgar, uh, Frankie Edgar's got it. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing fight, man. Um, I think Cub re-signed with the UFC then, right? Because they removed the stuff. Yeah. Um, Man, like, that's the that's the thing with this sport. Um, Frankie just had, you know, the first knockout loss of his career. And uh, you never know how people return after that. Um, you know, how things are in his head. Um, but, you know, looking at Frankie, how he performed in the past and how he deals with, um, like, the, the, the knockdowns that happened in the Grey Manor fight, things like that. Um, I, th- I think he'll be, he'll be able to deal with it. Um, I think um, Frankie wins that fight. I mean, I'm not too fond with Frankie fighting so soon. You know, I know that he's gotten some flack for that. And I just think that, I mean, I know he's getting older now, and I just don't know. You know, he took a, he took some heavy shots in that last fight. You know, and it, I mean, he didn't take a lot of shots, but he took some heavy ones. I don't know. I mean, I know he's coming towards the end. I don't know how many shots you want to take to the brain. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still take him. I think he's, he's got very good I – mean, I thought he was doing great in that fight until he got caught uh, versus uh, uh, Ortega. Yeah, so – but Cub Swanson's a fun guy. It's going to be a fun fight. You know, I think that they're both – Cub Swanson's another guy that some fights he looks absolutely like a killer, and some fights it's like, oh, okay. But, no, I mean, it's going to be a fun fight. I mean, but I'm going to take Frankie. I like Frankie, and I think it's a, another exciting fight. Honestly, though, I see it being a dominant decision for Frankie. I do. You know, I, I absolutely love Cub Swanson. I think out of all the UFC, I mean, the whole roster of the UFC, Cub is that guy who who just comes to fight. And you watch him, he's so, like, um, he'll just make things up on the spot. And it's beautiful to watch. He calls it, I think that was a beautiful destruction. But the way he does it, I've never seen no mixed martial artists do it like that before. But, um... Frankie, on the other hand, he's, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest of all time. He really is. You know, I know uh, obviously the last fight wasn't uh, planned, but I still believe he's, he's still an idol of mine growing up. You know, going back to UFC 98, he fought one of my idols, Sean Shirk. I was a young boy growing up in Swansea. I was in a house party drinking loads of alcohol, and that was the first ever UFC I stayed up to watch. And he absolutely dom- dominated Sean Shirk then, and uh, ever since then I've been a big fan. And um, for me, on a personal level, it's absolutely huge to fight in the same card as him, you know. But um, I see it being a, a dominant three-rounder for Frankie. I really do. Always love those pros picks. That is just an abbreviated version of James Lynch's pros picks. I don't put the full edition uh, on here. So you can head over to Fightful.com. FightfulMMA.com. Click that exclusives tab. You all can find it there. Or, of course, here on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Man, that, that Edgar Swanson fight, that's a fight you would expect UFC to headline a show with. One that doesn't really mean a whole lot, but is important to the division. 
But, in, but alas, they're going with Edson Barboza and Kevin Lee, and boy, am I pumped for this. I love this booking. Uh, Kevin Lee had told us at Fightful that he wanted to wait until like maybe the, the summer to fight, and I was thinking, damn, that, that's a bummer. That is a bummer because I thought he had so much momentum after that uh, Ferguson, before the Ferguson fight. He has it all, man. He can, he can strike a little bit. He can wrestle. He can talk. He's a young dude. He's still 25. I really, really wonder if we would be looking at a different UFC lightweight champion right now if Kevin Lee didn't have that staph infection going into that fight because it clearly affected him. And his staph infection just sent this domino effect throughout several matchups. Because here's how I looked at it. Is Tony Ferguson as good off his back as... We think he is. He got to, or, or is his re, is his wrestling defense as good as we think it is? Is his striking as good as he thinks it is? Because, or we think it is, because he ran into some trouble with a staff infected Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee is facing a big test in Edson Barboza. Chiesa was a good one. Trinaldo was a good one. A very underrated test for for Lee. But Barboza is the litmus test in the division. He's not going to out wrestle Lee. He's not going to try to submit Lee. He's going to try to strike with Lee. And he's going to punish Kevin Lee's legs. And there's a good chance that after this fight, win, lose, or draw, we don't see Kevin Lee fighting again until November, December. Because you can get your legs peppered pretty heavily. Edson Barboza and Justin Gaethje. Those are the two. That's the fight you put together next, by the way. Alvarez and Gaethje, or uh, Barboza and Gaethje. Because those are two of the best leg kickers in the history of the sport, period. In much different ways. I think that Kevin Lee is going to capitalize off of that. It all depends on how early and often that Edson Barboza strikes the legs of Kevin Lee. Because if if Barboza is able to crack Lee with some really, really stiff leg kicks early on, that could slow Lee down significantly. However, if Lee catches one of those, drives forward, pushes in on the chest, shoulder, sweeps uh, Barboza, that could be it. Like, I fully believe in a healthy Kevin Lee's ability to uh, finish a Barboza on the ground with strikes. And that doesn't happen a whole lot. I mean, we've seen him submitted by Tony Ferguson, and I think he got submitted by Donald Cerrone as well. But other than that, you, you don't see that a whole lot out of a uh, against Edson Barboza. I am probably, strangely, most excited to see Kevin Lee fight than maybe anybody in the sport this year. Other than Conor McGregor coming back, but he just showed me—he showed me so much in a loss while he was sick in October that I, I want to see how he bounces back. I want to see how his how he is affected. I want to see his grit and metal, so to speak. But enough of what I think. What do the pros think? I mean, it really just depends. Um, you know, is Kevin going to try to emulate Khabib? You know what I mean? Is he going to try to just emulate that headstrong forward pressure? You know, I, I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, probably going to have to go with that soon. Kevin Lee has kind of like that that wrestling-based grinder mentality as, uh, um, uh, you know, Khabib. I think so. But I think Barbosa has great timing. Um, this is a very hard fight, really, to, to predict. Um, I know Barbosa is coming off of a loss from, uh, you know, Khabib. But that was like... That was like the worst five, five in a round anybody could ever go through. What surprised me, what, what, what really, like, I started, I started, like, rooting for him not to tap, you know, to these strikes. 
And I get, it, get, it kind of gave me more respect for Barbosa when he took that punishment and just kept on going. You know, he didn't give up. He, he just sat there and just took it, man. And I, I, that I gave me so much more respect for him because I know what it's like being in those situations. Most people would quit. They would just, like, tap and give up or just cover up and turn and let the referees stop. He did, man. Um, but he's got that heart. So, man, that's, that's a very difficult one to, 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 to choose. I'm going to go for uh, Barbosa on this one. From a fighter's perspective, I see Kevin Lee um, going in there and, 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 and doing his job. I think he's going to do exactly everything that he says he's going to do. Um, I like Edson Barbosa, but uh, I think that he's, he's making way too fast of a turnaround. And I think he needed some rest and um, really just needs to rebound, rebound himself as a man from a loss like that where I, I, I thought he... I thought I thought Habib broke him with pressure and uh, broke a man's spirit. And when a, when a man's spirit is broken, you know, it, it, it takes a little time to heal, just like anything else, just like your mind. After you take that type of, of consecutive damage over and over and over, opposed to um, one hit, like in my last fight was one blow to the back of the head. I, I think that taking accumulation of blows is is much more dangerous and has a much more negative effect and i think you need the time to heal the time to recover the time just to get your get your path back in in, and i think uh frank yeager's coming back too fast also you know that's a that's a very interesting fight because you know barbosa is just such a nasty explosive striker but i always thought kevin lee was a striker but he actually has some very very underrated grappling skills man he's actually good so i could honestly Kind of Kevin Lee just kind of taking him apart and, you know, wrestling him up and kind of submitting him and ground and pounding him. So I, I think Kevin Lee wins by, like, stoppage in, like, the third round. And that's going to be a good fight. It just kind of depends on what happens, you know. If Kevin Lee kind of takes a, uh, a page from Nurmagomedov's book and, and walks him down and uses his wrestling, it might be a different story. But, uh, you know, that's going to be that's going to be Kevin's uh, – Kevin's win if he does that, but if he gives Barbosa that distance and that space and lets him, you know, get comfortable and, and, and work his kicks and his use his range, then I think it's gonna be Barbosa's fight, man. I don't know, man. It's gonna be a tough fight. That's a, that's a really good, a really good fight. Um, man, part of me, part of, they're both coming off losses, but uh, I, I think I'm gonna go with Kevin Lee, man. So I think it's been a close fight, to be honest with you. Barbosa. Uh, I just, uh, Kevin in his last fight. Ooh, is a B. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to back up real quick. I was about to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, Barbosa, I just think, well, even after his last fight, fuck, he can't. He was losing, but he had gas in the tank and he was firing. Um, Kevin Lee, I think he fought uh, Ferguson his last fight. Was it? Yeah. Uh, it didn't look the best, you know. Um, also, there's some other stuff outside of fighting or outside of uh, the cage that affected him as well with his coach. Um, I'll go Barbosa if I was going to put my money on anyone for that fight. Any excuse to show Israel Adesanya getting stuck by a B again. Uh, so... Let's go ahead and talk about the schedule upcoming, because I had some people saying, Sean, you won't have a lot of stuff to talk about over the next few weeks after Atlantic City. Oh, contraire, my friends. 
Just because that UFC schedule is slowing down, and it is. They're, they're taking some breaks. Um, we have a couple shows after this. Mir versus Fedor is April 28th, and that is way past both men's primes. Way past both men's primes. However, I'm still rather excited to see that fight. Frank Mir and Fedor, sign me up. Emmanuel Sanchez against Sam Cecilia on that show. You have Neiman Gracie against Javier Torres. Rafael Lovato Jr. against John Salter. That is a really, really good test for uh, to see where John Salter still is in his career and where Rafael Lovato is. And then you have Dylan Dennis on that show as well. Whoo, boy. <laughs> so that show is, is not bad. But one that I am very excited for, Kyoji Horiguchi and Ian McCall, May 6th at Ryzen. I think, I assume Joe is calling that. So uh, I'm going to text him right now and ask him if he is. Sorry for the dead air. (laughs) But just to to make sure, that is a high-level fight. Now McCall... We don't really know where he is because the guys had the world's worst luck. And it is really, really sad to see what what has happened to him. Because at one point it looked like he would be a, a natural, eventual challenger to Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. But after 2015, he just had fight after fight after fight after fight after fight canceled. And then a minute and 48 into his Ryzen debut, cut on the face. Bummer. Bummer, but yeah, that show is, uh, that or that main event is going to be a lot of fun. Also, Mike Chandler picked up another win. Mike Chandler, who is uh, the latest subject of my early access Wikipedia fact check. It'll eventually be on Fightful.com, but you can get early access to Wikipedia fact check with Mike Chandler over at FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now, my friends. That is in the $10 tier, but... Uh, a big win for him, or not big win for him, good win for him over Brandon Gertz. They got they got to get him in there and fighting for the title. Uh, that <sighs> him and that championship belt, and then trying to make that fight has been such a just miserable experience because people turning down the fights and not wanting to do it. Premise like getting hurt. Premise won the title last year in June, hasn't been able to defend it yet. Okay, vintage Bellator, man. Vintage Bellator. Gabby Garcia is back in action this year at that Ryzen show. Or no, that's Road FC, rather. Uh, she faces Fitina, Veronica Fitina. She's a debuting fighter. Oh, yeah, that's a big shocker right there, right? Gabby Garcia is going to face a woman who's never fought before. Yeah. Vinny Fernando said, was Adesanya not aware that Kevin Lee had staff in that fight? Was he talking out of his ass as usual? Probably out of his ass, but that's what I like. Israel out of his ass, Adesanya. Hell of a nickname. Baby Slice wants to face somebody from Dada 5000's crew. He said, quote, I'm not going to call anybody out, but if we do go to Florida, my dad's last fight was against Dada 5000. Dada had this fighter. I don't know what their relationship was. I think he trains under whatever organization they have, and the guy keeps calling me out. So after this fight, I beat this dude on April 13. I say we go to Florida and I fight this guy. And I think it will sell out itself because it's like Kimbo Dada too, in a sense, with the second generation, end quote. That ain't a good thing, my man. That's terrible. Baby Slice, I love you. One of the best interviews in MMA. He gets it. He gets it more than his dad does. Like he has 
just a glowing, great personality does Baby Slice. I can't say enough good things about him from the way that he carries himself. Um, I think he's going about training in MMA the right way because he's more well-rounded than anybody would, would give him credit for. But <laughs> Bellator will do it. <laughs> you know, they'll run it back. But, oh my god. You, you don't want to... You don't want to <laughs> run back Kimbo Dada too. That's not that's not the image you want on the marquee. Uh, Dada has won three fights in a row, including three over the past year. Three finishes, two with uh, rear naked chokes, and he's done it in England, Ireland, and the states. So good for him. Good for him. Twenty five years old. He's got a lot of growing to do. <laughs> Eddie Alvarez says he is Habib's kryptonite. I don't believe it. You need more people. Not buying it, buddy. PFL, the former World Series of Fighting, revealed their rules, roster, and schedule for Season 1 and a debut show card reported. Here's the story as it appears on Fightful.com. It says 72 fighters in six different weight classes are set to compete for a $1 million prize, and the following competitors are announced. At featherweight, notable names. You have Steven Seiler, Lance Palmer, uh, Andre Harrison, Marcos Galvo, Alexandre Almeida. At lightweight, Will Brooks, Luis Firmino, Brian Foster, Jason High, Rashid Magomedov, Ramsey Nijem, Tiago Tavares, Chris Wade. Welterweight, Paul Bradley, Abu Akbar, Nurmagomedov, Jake Shields, Rick Story, Yuri Villafort, and Zeferino, and Herman Torado. Not to be confused with Human Tornado from Wrestling Society X. At middleweight, you have Eddie Truck Gordon, John Doomsday Howard, Andre Lobato, Bruno Santos, Luis Taylor, Gassan Yumalatov, Danilo Villafort, light heavyweight, you have Jason Butcher, former Bellator name, Brandon Halsey, former Bellator champ, Vinny Magalash, Ronnie Marks, Sean O'Connell, Smelio Rama, Dan Spahn, and at heavyweight, you have Jared Rochalt, Jack May, Mike Kyle, Sean Jordan, Jake Hune, Josh Copeland, Fantamar Barroso, Nick Rossborough. Now, those are just some of the notable names. You can see the full list over at FightfulMMA.com. So here's my question. Where's Blagoy Ivanov? You all have heard me talk about this guy forever. He beat uh, Fedor in, I think, Combat Sambo back when that meant something. Where is he? Guy ain't there. It's a bummer. He is a special, special fighter, a special talent. We know Fitch is heading over to Bellator. So he's gone. That champion's gone. Andre Harrison's in the tournament. Uh, Magomedov, their bantamweight champion, he is in the tournament. So I'm just sitting here wondering where, where's, you know, Branch left. That's two divisions gone. Uh, Gaethje uh, vacated the title, so he's gone. Jessica Aguilar, she's been gone for a long time. They're not doing that, but where is Blagoy Ivanov? Is he hurt? Could they not come to terms? I want to see the guy fighting again ASAP. They had they got, got him a fight in November, but $1 million. How is that sustainable? Winner of the tournament gets a million. Runner-up gets 200000 Semi-finalists get $100K. Quarter-finalists get fifty k each. There's no way this is financially viable, yeah? How much are they making in rights fees to be able to do this? Because they're not making shit at the gate. They're not making a dime at the well they're making a dime at the gate but you know what i mean relatively speaking they're not making a lot of money at the gate ain't good on these fighters man 
you're going to have some fighter making a million dollars plus each payout that they get subsequently. Good for them. Daniel Cormier says he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. I addressed this earlier. Yeah, he should want to fight Brock Lesnar. Maybe he beats Brock Lesnar. I'm not convinced that Lesnar can beat DC. Right now, he's... And and Clive Voice is saying, I like DC, but I don't think he has a star power to be big with the casuals outside the UFC. More than you would expect. Right now, he might be the biggest star the UFC has active on the roster. That's saying something, man. He's best known for getting beat by John Jones twice, but the man's a great fighter. I think he's one of the, the top 10 fighters of all time. I really do. He just ran into a John Jones. I, if he went to heavyweight, I think he would have been a multiple-time heavyweight champion. I think he probably loses to Stipe at one point, but they probably have like some sort of great trilogy. Of course, guys, I am coming at you live after UFC Fight Night at Atlantic City this weekend. I'm so excited for that show. Uh, visit FightfulMMA.com. I know that we're, we're, very, we're still trying to build ourselves as far as MMA goes. But we've got a ton of exclusives over there, guys. I mean, all the time. Short of MMA fighting, I don't think anybody interviews more people than Fightful.com. And that is because of James Lynch and the tireless work that he does. So thank you to him for that. Just go over to FightfulMMA.com. Click that exclusives tab. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us at Fightful Online and Fightful MMA. Leave us a thumbs up and subscribe. I am here Saturday night. Join in our live coverage. Go over there and just make your picks on the... uh, the comment board. Have a good time. Till next time, guys, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.